So it just kind of. Here's a question. Do you speak Pennsylvania Dutch? No. Yeah. If I can, I still can some. It's hard to remember sometimes, but if I'm like around my cousins or aunt, they like to bring it up. Switch it up. Yeah. Just so, but it's nice too because I like to remember it. Just Absolutely. So yeah. Dude, I'll tell you what. You want to talk about a lost language? That one is specifically like yeah. from that community, not talked about anywhere else. Yeah. Wow. that's quite unique you teach the homies that one <laughs> that's very unique because it's not like a real like it doesn't have it's an alphabet really it's just kind of a mixture of like high german dutch right. english you know then their own like version of all that scrambled eggs yeah literally <laughs> so it's kind of hard if you want to try to like text it or write it it's even hard to do that but that's one of the reasons why i i got deployed to the pacific islands of tonga are we started or no yeah we're, we're running. oh jeez yeah. we're good to go we got we're already on it <laughs> yeah, yeah we were just talking about it when, it when i was deployed to the pacific islands of tonga so they speak tongan there uh -huh. and it's it's a an off uh language of samoan so like it, it's kind of like that whole um if you speak certain languages like pol or, or not polish but uh portuguese and spanish you can kind of understand but they're not the same right it's the same with samoa and tongan yeah. but tongan there is not one place that i know of and and they all kind of brag about it it is you have to be born there and you have to learn the language there there is no text there is no book that they're like here this is how to speak it mm -hmm. and um in fact i know as of 2014 wycliffe bible translators were sending translators there to learn the language to try and translate the bible <laughs> so, Interesting. so that's a language that's made it all the way to here yeah. and and you're like so can i talk with you and they're like no <laughs> that's interesting yeah that's like for not at all <laughs> like if i see high german in movies i can understand bits and pieces because that was like so that was our second language in school because you have to take two languages we did english and german those were the two languages we okay. all, all learned in school so we like our books in church were in high german so you had to learn to read and write high german okay to learn the scriptures basically interesting but because you know the, oh, the bible's that tra translated that way too there yeah it's high german bible is the one that we, they would have used like the yeah the german version oh so the okay. preachers, preachers especially had to learn how to read it and decipher it so they could have you met or know paul that goes to johnny's and hans yeah, he's actually um he's my my uncle's wife's brother. So I figured I, you'd have known him somehow. Yeah. His brother is a pastor. Okay. And he he was telling me about a lot of that stuff too. And yeah. super, super cool to like the one thing I want to dive into that I've never seen one a sick Amish person <laughs> and, and their natural remedies and stuff, yeah. bro. Like outside of medicine, you want to talk about kicking it back old school, yeah. And getting rid of like this whole pharmaceutical industry, self medication, yeah. That's one thing that uh, I've admired about you over the past couple of of months, especially is like regardless of your life and how hectic it's been between Nashville here doing f manual labor as like work. And then still committing to like a health and wellness like platform. Yeah. A lot of people, man, 
doing construction especially they go to work they do an eight hour day and they're like well i worked out for eight hours it's like not really yeah your heart rate didn't get up you know what i mean like you weren't doing any type of calisthenic was there really lifting or did your are your muscles sore yeah. you used them for eight hours <laughs> yeah that's just something i've been passionate about it's just trying to be the best physical version of myself so this year i made a commitment to do certain things regardless that's awesome. so like when i'm working that just adds to it but it, you do get a good workout in working, but it's still, like you said, certain things that you can only get at the gym, which I've just become addicted to. It just makes me feel better. And yeah, I just want to take this year. Basically, I just committed to no alcohol this year, going to the gym, working out every day in some way, shape, or form. I get a workout in usually in the morning. What was the That's hardest good. thing to put aside to get into that mindset where you're like, this is good for me. It's beneficial. I'm not missing out. Because that's yeah. what I think a lot of people, yeah. that's what holds them back. They're like, oh, I'm doing this and I'm by myself. Yeah. They're like, I, I'm working out and I'm eating healthy, but I want to go with my friends to McDonald's. And yeah. it's like, there's... So what was the hardest thing for you to like get away from in that? Yeah, I've always struggled to like kind of motivate myself if it's just for me. Like I, if I was on a sports team or employee somewhere, I was, you know, I would, I would shine. I would be the best. I would work the hardest in practice. Super easiest. Because I was coachable. But if it, when it came to working out, I always liked working out. I would do it off and on. But I just always struggled to find the motivation to motivate just for me do it every day but then i just i don't know i just decided to do you have anyone that you are like following a workout platform no i just do my own thing okay because i like i studied like i read books i studied a bunch of stuff online and then i just kind of experiment and just i kind of like every day i just go in and just freestyle it. see what works for you yeah and whatever you're feeling so that's that been working out good so for me the hardest thing is is eating because i've been now that i've i'm so consistent and going to the gym every day it's just like i guess to answer a question what the hardest thing would be is just like to make a commitment to do that first thing every day regardless like if i'm at home it's easy just to get up and you work get, out in the mornings that's when i prefer to if i can okay first thing i get up i do cold plunge and then i go to the gym so it depends. You got into the cold plunges. Yeah. I've seen that taken off recently. And I'm like, I, I can take cold water. Don't feel like jumping in, to be no. honest. <laughs> I, ne I never could. That's the thing. I hated cold, so I needed to do it. And it's been, it's great. It's really, it feels good. And it's just a cool to You're be able to. overcoming your mind the every first. Every morning. Yeah. As soon as you get up. It's like the worst part of my day is having, to, it's not that bad, but mentally you think like, cause I hate cold water. It's just, yeah, well, I hate it. Doesn't? <laughs> Yeah, you so know what I mean? they invented hot water for a reason. <laughs> it's a it's a good mental mental stimulation and good way to get the day started. But I couldn't imagine the the caveman that invented fire is still taking showers <laughs> in the waterfall. It's just yeah. like, Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> get that water boiling. <laughs> yeah. That's the biggest thing with me is I can't. <clears throat> the The hardest part is I've always been someone else's mentor no one has like been there to push me after sports and stuff in high school mm -hmm. it's all been self-motivation yeah and for me working construction i got a lot of different loose ends in my life like trying to figure out what i exactly want to pursue here and there yeah. at any given time it, it it almost sucks being a jack of all trades and like good at every little thing here and there, mm -hmm. not being a professional at it because then you just don't know what you want to jump on. Exactly. That's where I'm at too. Cause like I can build, I have skills in different things. Yeah. 
but music I, and, and yeah. whatever else you touch something sports yeah you're just like i can I'm get pretty good at it but yeah. i'm like i need to pick which one i really want to yeah I, I feel you on that dude that's sure, dude. and the hardest thing then is staying diligent because my mind's always somewhere else yeah so i'll be focused and in the gym like all right you fat pos we're gonna get the, we're gonna kick the shit out of ourselves and, and it'll go like four four and five months is like where i've noticed that like taper off point is where i start like all of a sudden my interest goes to wanting to pursue a different uh task or at least becoming better at it yeah and i feel like because i always leave things undone in my mind i'm always going back to that other box but it's mm -hmm. it's what i've come to learn it's more of an excuse that i give myself to get out of a rhythm you know what i mean yeah. so you're like oh this going to the gym this getting up every morning and jumping in cold water and you're like or <laughs> yeah no, I feel you. or or i could dribble a soccer ball between my yeah. feet <laughs> <laughs> yeah i get it i get i get on like a path for a while and i'm feeling real good and then something happens you get diverted to something else how long have you been in like in this uh rhythm i guess you will call it so it kind of started beginning of the year okay i um decided that's when i started decided to go to the gym every day i was like fuck it i'm just it was kind of a last minute decision to decide not to drink at all this year and then to go to the gym every day, I was kind of scared. I was like, am I really going to be able to do that? And I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to try it. If I fail, it's fine, but yeah. I'm going to try it. So I haven't made it to the gym every day, but I've done some kind of workout either at home or went for a run if I couldn't make it to the gym. Right. So I've been able to do that. And that's when I started with that. And then there's been different times throughout the year where I was like doing good, falling off, you know, but I still always maintain a few things. Like I would always go to the gym always too cold if I was at home and then other things like sometimes I would get into cycles of smoking a bunch of weed just being lazy right. so it was still ups and downs but I just tried to make sure there's at least like a couple things that I'm doing consistently that way I never fall like way off so it's easy to get like right I had back a, on I had a mentor of me tell me to keep a top five and yeah. and just like you said it's almost parallel in that we're like you get up and you do the cold plunge mm -hmm. so that's on your list of things to do mm -hmm. you eat healthy throughout the day so you can't have like you know cheat meals you're watching you're yep. committing to that and then you work out every day whether it's at the gym whether it's here and then it'd be like okay work what are your work goals and what is your what's your goal there mm -hmm. and the guy that um was talking to me about this this is years ago i was probably 13 14 years old and this guy was like working with me and stuff and awesome awesome guy he uh laid out a lot of fundamentals for me and that's one thing that i always realize whenever i need to get back into a rhythm like keeping a top five he's like you're never too busy to do yeah. five things yeah exactly it's hard if you think about it starting from nothing doing a like a bunch of things but if you can i've found if i can do just a couple every day that yeah. that helps a lot just because yep. you'll never fall that far off that it's easier to jump back into it. one thing i noticed and i love telling people this whenever you get into conversations with them my, my favorite thing is is i don't have the time yeah and i go okay do me a favor check your cell phone usage yeah <laughs> yeah you <laughs> have, just go through the usage on your phone everyone has the same amount of time you get you choose what you want to do with it yep if it's important enough you'll make time you'll exchange time for something else i've been trying to minimalize minimize the the usage of my time that doesn't go to making myself 
a more intellectual person, a yeah. smarter, more intelligent being. Smart. And so whenever the first thing I did is I went through my phone and I deleted almost every pointless app. Mm-hmm. Even things where I'm like, oh, well, I only play that when I'm waiting to board a plane at the airport. Yeah. You know what I mean? Nope. Okay. Get rid of that. What else can I do? So I downloaded uh, Duolingo to like learn languages. Which one are you learning? I'm doing Spanish and Russian, but I'm thinking about doing Highland German now. (laughs) Yeah, dude. Do you have... do you have any ex- experience or knowledge in any, either of those from high school or the past? I do from high school, but very little. And then when I was in uh, California that year, stent after the military, I was an assistant superintendent in Los Angeles with a construction company, and I built apartment complexes mm-hmm. in LA. Mm-hmm. And ninety um, percent of the guys that subcontractors, you know, had as crews are all hispanic yeah so you learn a little bit of Spanish. i i learned a lot and i understand a lot more than i because putting sentences together for me full sentences is hard right now yeah. and but when you can pick out pieces of words and you know so many words putting sentences together and understanding what's being said is one thing but then being able to speak in full sentences yeah. is another for sure so that, that's that's where i'm at right now with the uh with that uh learning curve i guess you'd put it it's it's breaking out my um it's really hard for me to stay focused so it really it really (laughs) it really busts into that like i won't say add but you know what i mean yeah where you have like the learning curve and you're just sitting there like um dude i struggle with that so much there's so many things that i could literally spend like a couple weeks just learning and I that I want to and I'll be better at it. Yeah. But I just I just can't I just really have a hard time to get myself to sit down and actually spend an hour a day learning something because I'm just so impatient. <laughs> but and when I do that, it when, when I, you don't get something with me, I just get frustrated. Yeah. And I'm like, well there's only one way to not exactly it's do a little a little <laughs> bit every day. But that's not in the moment that but then I learn if I do make myself sit down, like for singing, I'm learning to sing. And at first I was a little shaky, but then I just started for a little while there. I was spending like an hour a day just taking voice lessons, doing voice exercises. And within a few weeks, I noticed a drastic change. Oh, yeah. So it's like proof 100%. that like when you do something for an hour every day, you get better at it so fast. But it's I guess it's just if I'm not fully committed to something, it's just hard to. But there's so many things where I, I could spend instead of spending time on TikTok or whatever, I could spend learning something new, and then I'd have that skill. Right. But it's just. But if you're do- one thing, I've I've come to to learn during that whole time of like, okay, get rid of the pointless uh, time that I spend on my phone and use it productively because, bro, this is this is every single question you have in the world at your yeah, fingertips that's crazy what the, so to have this and not it's like utilize any degree stuff. in college right at your fingertips and exactly yeah. they were actually yeah. talking about um through youtube being able to get college degrees yeah by just doing those courses and then going and doing like you know any type of physical cigars sure and um and that um and that whole time that you spend doing anything else on your phone, like you said, just I don't, I never looked into it uh, to to see statistically if this was accurate. 
I trust the guy. I mean, he was on a Joe Rogan podcast when he was saying it, and they fact check everything there. Yeah. But he said, if you work at something for 20 minutes a day for an entire year, 360 days, don't miss a day, 20 minutes a day. Mm-hmm. He said, whatever you want to do, if you spend that amount of time doing it, you will be in the top 10% of people in the yeah. world that do whatever it is that you desire. If I believe you spend that. 20 minutes a day for one year, imagine working out. Yeah. The, if the amount of obese people just in the United States, imagine when you're like very fit and very motivated and healthy externally and internally, you're probably the 25 per top 25% yeah, of the world. For sure. Because it's one thing to just be healthy, but then be fit on top yeah. of it. A lot of countries don't have the food for that. Yeah, exactly. Because that's the thing about like to be healthy, to be fit, it's 90% eating. Like working out, you can gain a lot of things, but to actually be healthy, all you got to do is be active a little bit and eat the right things, and you can be a very healthy individual. Absolutely. But working out, I, I just like doing that. I don't know. I have good genes, so I'm just trying to see how jacked I can get in a year just for the fun. I don't know. Of it. Your genes got a lot of holes in it. <laughs> <laughs> These are brand new. I never. I just chopped them up real quick. I like that. I like that. <laughs> no, this is how I bought them. Actually, <clears throat> something my dad would think. You make can pull fun those of off. For. I get in those. Dude, I've been no. working out these legs more than ever. Can't spell legendary without leg day. <laughs> it's facts, bro. <laughs> Twice a week. What's your favorite leg workout? Ooh. Favorite. I used to hate leg day, but I fucking love leg day now. I like doing um a front squat on the Smith machine. Ooh, this will motivate you. Go ahead and finish what you're saying. Front squats? Front squat on the Smith machine. Because you can like kind of keep yourself in line, but it really works out the quads. Okay. That's one of them. I'll have to, I'll have to use the Smith machine. Because like you said, I, I am, I can do squats. I do them, but I do not max anything out. Yeah. And I definitely do not do them unless it's the very first exercise. I will not do them fatigued. Mm-hmm. I know too many people who had like D1 scholarships and stuff who were in the weight room and hurt themselves working out like that, trying to max out and be cool. Squatting, benching, deadlifting. I don't, I don't even bench or squat very often, like every couple weeks, because there's so many other machines and exercises you can do that are safer on your knees where you can still get the same like workout. So Yeah. yeah, I don't like the regular free squats. I don't do that very often every now and then. And then benching, I don't, do that too often just regular bench like i'll do dumbbells different machines and stuff for chess because free bench is just not the, gre- the greatest on your shoulders yeah especially if you're trying to go heavy so yeah definitely try to stay safe and think about long longevity because going to the gym every day it does wear on your body if you're not careful absolutely yeah. form is form is the biggest thing yeah and and uh, people who are like, I PR'd today. I'm like, I never PR. <laughs> if I PR, someone's under your car yeah. <laughs> and I'm trying to pick it off of them. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's I'm not been a while. That. And I work out alone most of the time, so I don't even have a spotter. <clears throat> so I haven't. I do that a lot. I too. haven't maxed out on anything in a while. Back to leg day. Um, testosterone and human growth hormone. The two ways to basically get the most out of it. 
half of it in a man's body is trapped in the lower body. So by working out your legs and and actually like engaging those muscles, yeah. it releases that testosterone and growth hormone so For that sure. the rest of your body can grow. So those guys with the the chicken legs and they have like the <laughs> wide span and stuff up there, they could be so much bigger, even their upper body, if they just worked out their legs. Yeah. They probably take uh testosterone shots if they're that big up top and don't have any legs probably there's a lot of guys like that's like the first thing most people would take if anything is testosterone like extra amount uh, extra testosterone it's something that like a lot of people older people do when they're just normal people if it drops below a certain level they'll take some just to keep get it up to normal but like bodybuilders get it up extra high oh yeah to get like yeah extra <laughs> those cliffs built that are not necessarily uh, from natural gains. Yeah. And you can, and it's easier to stay like easier to keep fat off too. If you're taking extra testosterone keeps more muscle, more metabolism. Yeah, for sure. Burning faster. If you see somebody, I witnessed this when I was actually in Tonga, because those guys, they don't even have horses to till fields. Mm. They till, they have a huge, it looks like an ice pick, but the thing's about, it's got an end on it like this, yeah. about that wide. And they're, I mean, tall. It's a digging bar with a spade on the end of it about this long. Uh-huh. And those guys do this to till up a field. Wow. And they just, the whole day, these guys' shoulders and arms, that's why their rugby team is just stacked. What kind of food do they eat then? Um, that See, that's the one thing is they kind of, they they do have a lot of food that comes in off the island because mm-hmm. there's a lot of Chinese there because of the fishing mm-hmm. off the coast of uh, Tonga. And it's the only harbor deep enough to actually put cruise ships and stuff in that isn't like a big country. So for islands like Samoa and stuff like that, I'm pretty sure that they have the only... I know for a fact they're the only dock in the Pacific that has a deep enough shelf for an aircraft carrier to park at. And that's mm-hmm. why it's such a strategically, a lot of people don't know this, but it was a huge element in World War II in the Jap, uh, Japanese theater. Okay. They were fighting over that island okay. back and forth because of you know that superiority for naval yeah. <clears throat> superiority. But um, the food there, because they do have a lot of export and import, um, I would say the one thing that is just super just natural that's probably beefing these guys out is they do raise a lot of cattle on that mm-hmm. island and they are nothing but grass fed that's beef. the way to go dude if you eat like for me i'm so excited to have kids because i'm gonna feed them nothing but like straight beef, bro. beef love eggs that. yes fruit dude imagine like with my good genes if i marry a good bitch that's what you're looking for <laughs> like a, a good dude i love that jeans. you said that because no, no what i, I want story for you my dream like, is um so like i want brown babies so i want like a a dark complected yeah like either black or like latino or mexican some some kind of darker woman with like really good genetics athletic just and then okay. have the kids yep. and just feed them the best shit make sure like because when you conceive a child the shape you're in affects yeah. their genetics so i want to make sure i'm in the best shape i can be she's in the best shape she can be we'll have fucking power babies dude i can't Love wait that. so dude i grew up um 
raising black angus beef cattle my little brother he wanted them so he could do 4-h and Mm -hmm. show cattle and the one thing that i took out of all that that i loved was the genetic board matching and pairing the bulls and their Mm -hmm. bloodline with your herd Mm -hmm. finding the cows and stuff that would match the the you know the females the best gather some information (laughs) so dude i do the same thing with girls i've noticed it through my whole life like when you're looking at them you're like physique a little off and then you can look at their mom (laughs) yeah what are they gonna look like in 20 years dude people do not know how crucial that evidence it is is. that is that evidence is at the forefront and just just look at their family health habits because one of the biggest problems in America is food is the way normal Americans eat. So if, if they have some kind of understanding that most normal American foods are bad for you, that helps a lot. Cause then eating that growing up, you're going to end up a lot better in your older age. Amen. I can't believe the number of people that I talk to about. I've done a lot of research here recently on mm. the chemicals and stuff that are legitimately put in our food. And the, fir- the reason I did started into that whole, I go down so many rabbit holes. It's not even funny, yeah. but I heard that there was like 20 some brands of food that are banned in other countries. I believe it. And I was like, some yo, what do you mean they're banned in other countries? Yeah. Like, why are we just that good? And I start looking into this stuff. It's straight chemical waste. Yeah. And staying away from it's easy. And, and the best information I ever got from somebody to just kind of like break it down a little bit easier is stay away from all of the vegetable oils for Seed cooking. oils of any kind. Yep. Yeah. Stay away from so them. So bad for and the And the way to shop, and I heard this from a lady that is is has been doing this for years, but she goes, shop the outsides of the grocery yep, store. Exactly. And I was like- I've heard that. I've heard that She goes, look at it. She goes, go around the outside of the grocery store. And Mm -hmm. then she goes, when you get to the middle of the grocery store, you'll see it's nothing but junk. You get everything predominantly. You got the fruits, vegetables, meats, meats, milk, uh, milk, all the essentials. Yeah. And that's, and even that is like from, you know, you got to watch what you exactly are taking and that stuff. But you get to them inner aisles, bro. Exactly. Red 40, yellow five. You know what I mean? Here, drink this metal <laughs> it's like, <Yeah>. wait what <laughs> yeah i've i've done like over the past year i've i was super into health for like certain periods like i was learning basically relearning everything i knew about health because even like the most popular information that gym bros do like okay isn't the best that's not what i like to follow anymore like they're the basic thing is to eat lean beef yeah. And a bunch of vegetables and rice, basically. I prefer to go protein and fat instead of carbs. Like, I eat a lot yes. of meat, a lot of fatty meat. Man. Like, animal fat's actually really good for you. That's one of the things that's alive in the system. It's that's not, been none of that's talked about. It's been a lied, it's been lied about for years. There was a study put out that was false claiming that saturated animal fats are bad for you, which is absolutely very untrue. They're very good for you. And all the seed oils that you're talking about is what's actually bad for you. Yes. So if you eat the healthy fats, the healthy proteins, and then some fruit, some honey, whatever, you don't need carbs. You don't need potatoes, bread. You can if you want to. It depends on the person. Some people handle certain carbs, certain plants, certain wheats. Fine, some don't. It's discouraging, though. Like You talk to people about this, and they're just like, Eh, yeah, I, literally, I like pop tarts. It's like people don't realize how big of an effect uh, an effect it has on their health. Because literally, ninety percent of health problems in America could be solved 
with diet. Like, Amen. Literally, so many. You're going right down my alley. Dude, you, you go to the fucking doctor. Most of the people are there not for like physical damage, but because of some illness, like some internal problem, which was caused by fucking diet, dude. Yes. It's. Dude, one of the. Funniest- it's so obvious, yet no one knows it because there's such. It's, it's crazy how much of sheep we are just listening to the, what the government says like oh this has an fda stamp this is okay eat that yeah like, whatever they put in, in the group like literally like a cat piece of candy for example that's not any better for you than i don't know eating some kind of oil random oil yeah, yeah literally you go out and like dip your finger in motor oil yeah. and taste it it's just but It'll since it's that. food it's on the grocery store shelves people are going to eat it it is gnarly what you can find in some of that stuff. It's almost sickening to know, like you just said, how many people could be cured. Literally, dude. But here's something I've learned. And um, um, a doctor who lost their license, um, I don't know them personally. I was watching their videos because they went with the um, natural remedy and stuff. No, when I find a video, I'll, I'll yeah. send it to you because, dude, he's got such good stuff. But he said, uh, he said it beautifully and it made so much sense. He goes, doctors, after the 1920s, when John D. Rockefeller found out that he could make medicine out of petroleum-based drugs and he owned all of the petroleum mm. there was. So mm-hmm. it was just a hand over fist for him. Yeah. He said, as soon as he bought that, he goes, doctors were never taught to cure people. They're taught to treat the symptoms. Exactly. exactly. So if you go to a doctor and you're like, I have this rash. They're like, here, take this. It'll get rid of the rash. Yeah. Instead of ask, instead of asking questions, figure out why you might have that rash. Right. They'll give you a, a temporary fix when you could be like, okay, try this. Try not eating that. Try not eating this. My favorite is See like, I'll get rid of the rash. Now you're nuts, itch. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, Dude, exactly. Hey, I got this problem. I got you another get, pill for you. Here you go. You get one, you're going to need another one. Absolutely. Yeah, bro. That's crazy. And it and it just keeps going. And yeah, like you said, it's all tied in with money with the farm. It all comes down to the pharmaceutical because that's where the money's the root people, of all evil. It's where they make their money. They charge you fucking ridiculous prices for pills you don't even need that are just making you sicker. I've been looking into. Um, two things that is milk and eggs at any like big chain grocery store try to stay away from it as much as you can uh look up a creamery around here and try to buy your milk from a creamery that's still because you got a lot of cows and stuff i buy all my milk uh, raw from farms yeah pasteurized milk is trash yes dude you're doing it so right now that's why (laughs) you look like this now keep it up pasteurized milk has very little nutritional value and it's mostly just sugars that were processed and all the good bacteria is killed it's not even good for you a guy leaked a video who worked in a milk plant one of the big ones that uses the you know plastic jugs that you see in the milk stores he goes they take the ones that are expired that are bad soured milk and they're unloading a truck full of crates and they're dumping it back in this container and he goes they run it through these filters they put these additives it back in it can it and goes right back to the store you imagine first off we you're talking about it going from the farmer 
and getting all the fat swiped off of it. Then you have your 2%, you know, which is filtered how many times. Mm -hmm. Then imagine it goes bad and they filter it again. Fucked up. What are you drinking? Yeah. It might as well be drywall dust with a little bit of water and stir. And you know the way I mean? the cows are fed so that they process that much milk isn't great either. No. Yeah. It's, and that's another money thing. Like milk is very much heavily promoted because it's something that sells. You have these huge parlors, very unhealthy way to treat the cows. Just pump out a bunch of milk, process it, put it in the stores. Some cows don't even get outside, bro. Yeah. In California and stuff, they're in stanchions. Yeah, no. A lot of cows run them through the milk house. A lot of cows don't. They go through the parlor, whatever, out to their pens, yep. eat their feed. That's messed up, dude. But yeah, that's the cool thing about around here. There's so many Amish farms. Like I can, I have a couple different places where I can get eggs, like soy-free, corn-free yes. eggs. Good. I good. can get um, raw milk with like fucking good amount of cream, cream on, on it dude yeah bro i make ice shit in. i make ice cream with that shit sometimes that's so good man there's different places that have meat around here that i can pick it up so to anybody watching this podcast get out of your regular grocery stores and yeah. do exactly what this man just said go find your creameries and go find any type of farmer's market that's going to have something that is not straight produce from any commercial yeah. store fruit fruits without chemical sprays are the way to go it's not always easy to find but if you can find fruits without like glyphosate especially like roundup shit like that can get stuck in it it costs like five grand but i'm looking into a um water electrolyzer and um it's like purifier but have you ever heard of living water yeah i'm familiar. It's with the electric electrons yeah. and stuff in the water itself yeah. and I've I've been doing a lot of research and stuff on that, but the the water, you, none of our bodies are. There's not one ounce of like just spring water in us. Mm -hmm. It's salt water. It's minerals and it, like vitamins. So when you're drinking basically dead water, sterile water, tap water and stuff, especially that's like gone through the cities and whatnot. Yeah, you're talking about your body taking in it's thirsty it needs water it's telling you it needs yeah. water but it has to then instead of rejuvenating the 90 percent of water in your body it has to work even harder than to filter its water and stuff that you're giving it yeah. so but the one thing that was cool about that is there's a setting on there and i have to look into it more uh i'll send you the video if you haven't seen it it and it talks about how a certain electrolyzed water will get certain pesticides off of fruit but mm. washing them with dead water basically doesn't do anything that's interesting so when you wash and they have like a strainer over top of a bowl and they mm. like you know put the veg or the, the vegetables and the fruit and stuff in there and they're shaking it off and you, and you see like a little bit of contamination but then they put this in that electrolyzed water and start shaking it off dude and it turns like yellow wow i was like it's amazing that's pretty interesting yeah yeah i've learned a little bit about the water my parents have that filter thing. They have the living water filter. But so what I understand is if you get like natural spring water that where it's naturally coming up out of the, the earth, earth that's when it's naturally electrolyzed and that's what you want. But if you dig it out of a well, since you dig down for it, it's not electrolyzed. That's that makes what a I, lot of sense. That's what I understand. So like you can buy it. Like when I so buy water. I got now, well water. It's like, is it coming out of a stream? Right. It's like. Come at, you're tapping into the ground to get it. If it's spring water, it's naturally just coming up out of the earth. It's 
ready to be drank. It's the, exactly. It's the earth pushing it back up, which is another filtration process. Yeah. So if you get water that, like you said, rainfall, anything other, top yeah. water, surface water is going to go down through your dirt, your minerals, whatever else. And that's only half of the mm-hmm. the process. You think it's pretty cool to see how like the world works and yeah. stuff. And I've noticed since I've been aware of that fact, like when I buy water, I try to buy actual bottled spring water. And I've noticed now how I feel like if I buy just cheap Turkey Hill water in those plastic bottles yeah. and drink that all day, I'll feel shitty because of, you know, the plastic is in there. Right. And you can tell like one way to tell is if you drink the water when it's warm or room temperature. Right. It'll taste okay if it's good water. If it's not, then you'll taste plastic most time. So, like, one, if I can find bottled water in glass, which Mountain Valley Spring Water is, like, one of the only ones that has it, I get that. It's really good water. They get it from springs in the mountains and bottle it. So, that has, like, all the natural electrolytes in it and all that. It's, like, alive water, basically. And then there's a few other brands, like Evian, I don't know if I think that's real spring water. It's in plastic, but it makes me feel pretty good. Like one thing I learned that's actually in the farmer's almanac, dude, if you, if you've never done it, dude, but get yourself a farmer's almanac and go through it. Never have. Oh, so cool. Um, on the very back of it, it shows a, uh, a toxicity level of plastics mm-hmm. and on every single plastic, any container that you have at water bottle, anything, um, I wish there was one around here I could show you. It's um it's it's like the um how would you put it? Like the hazmat symbol. You know, it's like that yeah, yeah. unfinished triangle and it has a, it'll have a number in it, one through five. And that's the toxicity level of the yeah. plastic. So they say if you see anything over three, you shouldn't even touch it yeah. because it can then get into your food. Wow. So anything over three, and dude, you look at you uh, go to the grocery store and you look at the meats and and what the you know they have them plastic containers that they'll have the ham and all the the meat yeah. already cut and stuff and wrapped in. You look at that and and they're like fours and fives, wow. and it's like interesting. That's good. That's thing a, that, yeah, exactly. It's like oh, so that little I bit wonder, of knowledge. That what I are like the thin water bottles like Turkey Hill? I think those like, are two. Not for, uh, spring Deer Park, whatever. But, I think there's two, but it's something. To, it's something to look at. Yeah, it is. Because, dude, if you have them sitting in your car in the sun and stuff, dude, exactly. It. That's what I'm saying. Like those Deer Park, just regular bottles of Deer Park, whatever, whatever the thin ones are. You, they're in the grocery store, but they come from somewhere. Like they'll be, they could be sitting in a hot truck all day. Yeah, getting delivered. Then the toxins are going to mix in. Yep. So they're just, on the. Just it's on the. It's on the bottom of yeah. the plastic bottles. If you look on the bottom, it's really small, but it's on one of the bottoms of it. You'll see the little triangle, yeah. and then just uh, use your good eyesight and and find the number in there. It'd be one through five. Pretty, pretty nifty. And people are like, why do you care so much? It's like, dude, it's the little things that matter. It is. Just learn something new and go make yourself better. Yeah. <laughs> go Literally. do that. It's the little things. It's just like. And I mean, if you're going to find a woman to create a Spartan baby with, you're going to have to make sure she knows her shit. Too. Exactly, dude. Exactly. <laughs> We're going to have to both know our shit. She, and she's going to have to want to do it. I can't make someone do it. So I'm going to have to meet someone who's like. I don't know. I've been reading the Old Testament. <laughs> 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 there was a lot of <laughs> you're funny <laughs> so you read the bible still oh yeah do you go to church i do i have a i'll tell you what the church that i go to is uh extremely empowering because the pastor 
it he's not afraid to offend somebody like the word the scripture is black and white just like anything else should be mm-hmm. uh they say about you know the constitution of the united states the law is to be black and white for any common man to read and you, we've gone so far past that where people are like well you need a lawyer or an attorney to get out yeah. of this one yeah, I love <laughs> okay but it's it's much like that where he's like if it reads it this way everyone has like a different interpretation but mm-hmm. you can't twist it so he's going over a lot of things that are very controversial in today's society yeah especially with like the pedophilia and whatever else and it's um it's very interesting put it that sure. way but it keeps it it keeps the word living in my mind because it's so relevant in my day-to-day life mm-hmm. and that's that's hard to do just like working out it's it's tough to keep that grind and and because you want to just indulge in all of your worldly lustful desires. It's not uh, drinking, getting rid of. <laughs> Good job, dude. <laughs> yeah, it's not easy. I fail continually, but but yeah, I, I was, it's something I strive for. Mm-hmm. I want to make myself better in that in that uh, realm of my life and stuff too. For sure. They they say to to truly be a strong man. You have to be emotionally, physically, and spiritually strong. And I truly believe that because reading the first like six books of the Bible, there ain't one guy starting with Adam going all the way to where I'm at with David right now and Solomon in the book of or first Samuel, every single one of them is cursed or f- just falls to a woman yeah, yeah. <laughs> so honestly them these bitches <laughs> these hoes they're out here <laughs> samson strongest dude in the world told some bitch all you have to do is cut my hair <laughs> yeah yeah and you know what they did they gouged his eyes out when they got a hold of him dude i mean dude couldn't be stopped bitch brought him down it's crazy world, these hoes ain't loyal these hoes ain't all they, all they want is power and i don't know what they want it's funny dude it is well i'll tell you what they better want they better want a spartan baby yeah yeah and it better be goddamn right. a, a light-skinned um fucking african-american african-american goddess or king mm. yeah i was i would just stick with tennessee I don't think there's a lot of the reason that this is um, why I have such a strong opinion for anybody that's born and raised in a small town like this. There's nothing wrong, especially if you're an extrovert like I am. Go to a place where it's not one type of person. Yeah. And I learned that exponentially being stationed out there in california and southern california especially dude the number of people i would meet in one day let alone a week gnarly yeah and you just you become so versed in culture in in people in the way that different people think yeah and this whole democrat republican like religion anything i'm like dude draw a line in the sand and realize that all of us people are actually standing on one side of it Mm -hmm. you're trying to put people in a box and it's just it's not natural yeah it's not natural you can get along with anybody if you were to talk to them yeah exactly if you're to talk to most people 
you're you're you would be a lot more similar than like you were saying you're made to be put in these boxes because they want you fighting right but you're actually a lot more similar with most people like most people in america want similar things they want to be able to afford go about their things. lives freely and yeah. then yeah like you said be able to go afford a house life, these days be able to afford a house afford groceries yeah provide for their family you know mm-hmm. simple things but, but then, down in nashville if you're looking to I mean, obviously, you have a certain preference <laughs> in <a> woman. <laughs> not a lot of diversity out here, bro. <laughs> <laughs> no, and not even even in Nashville. It's mostly like conservative white girls. But Miami, dude, they got all the shapes and sizes and fun stuff there. They got. You want to talk about some uh, in, an interesting place to go party, dude? South Beach. Yeah. Woof. Yeah. Wolf, I didn't go there. I went to um, um, Orlando. No, Saint South Pete. Beach, but not, not. What did you say, Wolf? Saint Pete. Wolf no. as in a club, or is that no? No, you just meant Wolf is in like a dog barking. Yeah, I meant I <laughs> like, went. I like, went to live, which is on South. You want to be a hound dog? Yeah, <laughs> go to South Beach. And Wolf. <laughs> yeah, it's. <laughs> There's Miami is a different place, dude. You go there, you got it. Like if they midnight. ain't born with it, they buy it. <laughs> <laughs> Places like that, <laughs> Southern California too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we gotta change our diets and go to the gym. They just go to a doctor. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy, dude. The women, they got something going on somewhere. There was such a. Not to, I'm not going to dive into it, but the funniest thing I've ever seen was this: these uh, ladies were doing this like uh, equality march where they're talking about women having to make the same wage as a man. <laughs> and this guy, he comes out and it has a sign that says the exact opposite is guys don't make the same as women on OnlyFans. That it's <laughs> Dude, that's very true. Bro. I was like, touche. That's very true. It's <laughs> like, you're right. This is an outrage. He's like, there are thousands of men that are being underpaid on OnlyFans. <laughs> yeah, there's like, what do you, what do you want to happen? To, the WNBA to just get better? <laughs> <laughs> there's definitely Dude's feet just become sexy. Like, there's no. definitely hot girl privilege. It, I would say there's there's certain things that men are naturally better at. And they get paid more for, and then women are natural. I don't know. Women are better at porn i guess or there's just more there's more more men who are going to watch porn than women so naturally they're going to make more money there. very true very true so i think the gap kind of e- equals out overall <laughs> absolutely but no definitely hot girl privilege dude <clears throat> my favorite's actually when andrew tate's like i had to work for this yacht you sent me a dm <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> And it's true. What's your what's your goal or your aspiration for life in the next five years? Damn, where do you want to be at? It's a great question. It's good to have the short term goal where you have like fitness this year, yeah. get my body and stuff down. But let's extend that just a little bit and be yeah. like, okay, five years. What's your what's your end game? Because one thing I've realized now, not to cut you off, but to I, I keep a, a journal, basically, or like a diary. Yeah. And one thing I've noticed is when you go back and you like, if you don't go back and read the pages before, 
you'll realize that your entries when you're stuck somewhere are almost all the same. Really? Almost every single, you start off and you'll be like, well, today I, I realized this, this, and this, I have to be more diligent in this. Mm-hmm. I have to do this. I have to do that. And then you flip the page back and you're like, Oh, <laughs> I do. I do that too. I write, but I rarely ever go back and read my old stuff. Like sometimes I will, but rarely ever. I just kind of do it and then move on. Having that long-term goal. I know what mine is. Mine is to start the, that honky tonk up by me. And okay. that, but it's going to take, it's going to take a lot of work. It's not like something. Is it where, one that closed down that you want to buy and reopen or start a new one? This is a Kmart building that I'm going to re- renovate sick, into a country line dance bar. That's amazing. But I'll build the bar inside of the old Kmart, but then it'll also be a, an event center. Yeah. So I'll have a stage, a Dude. back room and everything Fuck, like that. I love it. Yeah. So you're just trying to save up money to be able to buy it? Uh, no, I need investors. Investors, okay. Yes. You just got to have Or them. I will, I have to, this property, the whole project from what I have estimated right now is going to run about $5 million. Yeah. Dude, that's smart. If you can come up with a good business plan and convince people to buy in, because that could be a really good business opportunity right there. One thing, <clears throat> so it's still private owner, which is great because a lot of those properties are owned by a community. Yeah. And the the stores that are on them are actually leased um or the buildings are bought on them, but the land is owned by a certain it's very it's very like one hand washing the other. <laughs> and it's very closed doors. Like mm-hmm. you're not allowed in on it. And that's why I was kind of scared like doing the research on it. Yeah. Cause what happens is said person buys a plot of land and then other said person builds the store on it the JCPenney, the Kmart, right. the Walmart. And this guy pays this guy who owns the land and he owns the building. But then this guy's not responsible because he's not the landowner. And this guy's not responsible because he ain't the business, the business owner. Mm-hmm. And they just, they just float. And I can't imagine all the money that they just hide in that yeah, scheme. For sure. And they that's almost all of them. Together. And they do not sell outside of that community. So that's yeah. why I was like, I'm like, okay, this is perfect location. And the one thing that sucks though for an investor is the area around it is not booming because mm-hmm. there's no industrial, um, there's warehouses, but there is no manufacturing plants. Okay. The money is in the manufacturing. If you want to see an area go to shit, watch all the big buildings and warehouses be built and that's it. Cause mm-hmm. you only have a warehouse manager and forklift operators. There's no machine technicians. There's no, there's no specialty positions like in any of that. Mm-hmm. So you'll have a flat base. Everybody will work at that that warehouse because that's like the only jobs close. And that whole area then makes whatever they're paying yearly and that's it. Yeah. So I'm like, well, the, the good thing for me is these guys don't sell outside of their clique. But if they're going to lose money on this and they're trying to bail... I'm like, there's my opportunity. Well, I yeah. found out in my endeavors that's privately owned still. Yeah. Somehow these these it's owned by two ladies. Their um uh husbands passed away and the, the sisters, they they own them. Yeah. And uh it's gonna take a lot of legwork, but it w- it's perfect. That'd be amazing. I have to that's my long term goal. So that's my goal vac- five million dollars. And get that thing up and up and going. Has it been vacant for a while? The Kmart. Uh, no, it's well. It hasn't been a Kmart in a while. Yeah. 
um, a Bitcoin mining company moved equipment in there and has been leasing the building while theirs was being um, built. Mm-hmm. And I think they just, I think their lease just ended. Mm-hmm. The ladies are trying to sell the building. That's the whole, the whole thing. Yeah. But I mean, it's going to cost a little bit. Yeah, dude. That's I'm cool. going to write up a deal here soon and see if they'll take it so I can kind of, I'll use them as the investors because if nobody else wants to buy it, why wouldn't they just give me a chance? Yeah. Because if I can talk them into selling me the property, there would be a stipulation in it, a clause in the contract. This is pretty cool. Actually, if you ever want to buy a house, you can do it this way too. Um, go up to said homeowner, say they want $750,000 for a house and like nobody can afford that, but mm-hmm. you know that it's worth it and you have a plan. Yeah. And you can't go get the cash because you only make $40,000 a year and a bank's like, uh, no, you're only pre-approved for 250 And you're like, yeah. okay, cool. Well, how you circumnavigate that is go to the person who owns it, write yeah. up a contract, and this is how you do it. You sell me the property for bare minimum, $5,000, whatever the bare minimum is. You sell me the property for $5,000. You turn the deed over to me, but here's the thing. I have 30 days to come up with the, the money to pay you back. And how you then do that is you refinance the property now mm-hmm. that you have the deed. So you take the deed straight to the bank and you're like, boom, hey, how much will you give me to refinance this? They'll typically go, I think it's 75%. So as long as you can put down 25% or cover it within a 30-day period, yeah, you just have the bank refinance you the money, boom, pay them off the rest of the stipulation and the contract signed over. You That's smart. Do you own any houses? Have you dealt yeah. with real estate before? <clears throat> yeah. That's what I'm trying to do is I need three more so that I can completely, I I can basically what I'm making right now, blood, sweat, and tears for work. I can retire and in a sense, you know, and still make the same amount of passive wages. That's what's up, dude. I've always been interested in real estate. Never got super into it, but it's always... So, well, you're really good at turning things around. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I thought it would always be fun to buy a house. Guys, this you know, room is awesome. <laughs> but um, so what age, uh, what age did you get into? Like, when did you buy your first house? Um, I was. And what? what it do wasn't you have, too long ago. I was 27. You have. You said you have two houses already. Are they just like rented renters? Two renters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you do any work on them? Uh, the one I did very minimal. Yeah. And they're, um, they're not ideal locations, but I mean, you gotta, you have to just kind of take what comes your way when you have the opportunity and to start out. So I make, um, about the, the money I can keep, it's about a thousand dollars a month and the the rest of it. Yeah, and yeah. The, and the rest of it goes back into the mortgages, and then all of the you have to have a security but deposit. That's that's sick though. You're getting both your mortgages paid for, and then getting a little bit on top of that. Mm-hmm. That's that's. Then, but see, the thing is, is like, if you have my old man, he was always like, "Oh, that's it's such a waste of time." Like I had a rental property. He's like, I was always there doing the work. Mm-hmm. He's like, so he worked construction and he had rental properties, but he was the one going every time there was a call. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, here's here's the the one thing. Now, Sam, my dad's retarded, 
but he's a little, so the one thing I've took from that and just learned from, from his mistakes, I'm like, okay, so real estate makes the most millionaires a year. Yeah, literally. So it's not wrong. Mm-hmm. It, it's not the wrong way to go about it. And it's passive wages. That's why it makes the most millionaires. You free your time up and you can put your money somewhere that makes you residual wages without having yeah. to do anything. So what you do is, even if it's only a hundred dollars a month, say you you buy the place, your mortgage is eight hundred dollars, your electric is a hundred and fifty a month for them, two hundred bucks, let's say, and um, you're you're coming out with a hundred dollars after everything because you have to put money aside then yeah. in a safety deposit in case, say they're like, hey, the roof's leaking, yeah. and you got to go you know, hire somebody to do that. Yeah. You'll never be out of money. You'll always have that security deposit to, to fund it. Mm-hmm. Even better yet, you call your local real estate agency that does uh, property management and you tell them, hey, I'm only available on Monday through Friday at five or five to 6 p.m. on those days, you know, Monday through Friday. Any problem, don't call me unless it's a Monday through Friday, five five to 6 p.m. You have a one hour block. Mm -hmm. What happens is the people that sign the contract to be your tenant, they don't even have to see you. The property manager will go through all of the portfolios and everything like that. Property manager, take care. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't see anything. Do you? I'll have to do. You don't go take care of problems either. You have someone else do that. Absolutely, because I don't even want to be around. Yeah, any of it. That's the way to go, dude. You get you get a property like that, and um, luckily enough, like I don't have a lot of uh, overhead with those places. They were they were like. They're fixer uppers, but I don't have to do anything with them. They're not in an area where I want to put money into it right. to try and like, what What am I going to do? Charge somebody or charge more rent when the area doesn't make enough money to suffice it? Because I'm just going to lose tenants that way. Yeah. So keep it uh, like a little bit more run down and just still get the money out of it in the back end. But that property manager calls you and they're like, hey, there's a problem with the plumbing. Um, you give them a list of plumbers so they don't even have to call you then. They just they just clear it with you. Mm-hmm. They can come on Thursday. It's going to cost this much. Okay, cool. Wire the money to them because they took the phone calls and stuff. They're gonna they're gonna even like pay you hardwire the money to the plumbing company. They take their cut for making the phone calls and stuff. Done. Yeah. Did you buy those those two houses? Did you use that method you talked about earlier? Mm-hmm. With them. So how much money did you need? To initially to buy one of them like five thousand you just needed five thousand dollars five thousand dollars house get yep. renters yep. that's amazing dude and then the um the refinance on the back side of it because i bought all these homes on um they they weren't like how do you put they're about to be like foreclosed yeah. and the people are just trying to get rid of them because they're, they're considered like problem properties yeah. dude look up sheriff sales and stuff like that yeah if you want to try and get something cheap and you have like 30 40 grand saved up and i know that that sounds like everybody's like oh my god 40 30 30 40 bro it's not even a car yeah Uh, it's not that much with construction dude it's not hard to make money it's crazy and nobody wants to do it yeah and like there's such a high demand for it if you got the skills like we do the money is there 
It's crazy, especially Nashville, because it's like so much Dude, work. I can't imagine. And so much less crews. It's so much booming. It's and the, no, like you don't have the Lancaster County Amish crews to compete with. So right. Literally, if you have that level of skill, I was just going to say, you're going down there and um, that's crazy. And building those uh, uh, garages and stuff. Is that what predominantly is? That's what we've been doing because it's. We work with a company, a bigger company that does a bunch of pool barns and then they'll hire us to do a bunch of small ones. And it's like, they're one of the only companies in the area who do a good job at building pool barns. Like around here, you have 50 Amish crews. Who Bro, do amen. And so they're just as much work as they want. They're only a two-year-old company, but they they like need more people. They need more crews. Yeah. There's just so much work for even just pool barns. Right. So like easily... <laughs> And Anybody could move down there right now and just start a construction business and just be booming. I don't know if it's just Nashville or if it's the whole state of Tennessee, but right now, currently, it is the number one state in the entire country for uh, uh, the economy bolstering yeah. and because of all the influx of people moving. Yeah, yeah. Nashville is one of the fastest growing cities. Yes. And then with the... Speaking of like downtown Broadway and all that, with the amount of alcohol sales from the amount of tourists that come in every single weekend, dude, Tennessee is just fucking breaking it in, dude. Because like the little bit, of, they don't have state income tax, but they have sales tax on the alcohol, and that's just insane amounts of money every single weekend. Could you imagine, because um, I dove into this a little bit, but can you imagine how much money the state of Pennsylvania makes on two taxes, okay? Just think about this. Sales tax, property tax. Yeah. Think about how much money that is. Sales tax is what, 6%? Yeah. On everything that's sold pretty much. Almost and then property tax, whatever that is. Yeah, dude, it's it's crazy. That's I think, not including I think the registration of vehicles. And inspection, dude. I didn't even know most states you don't have to inspect your fucking vehicle, dude. Every a year. pickup truck. Every year. In in PA, I have a uh, a Ford F two fifty. Long bed. It's a it's like a parking lot princess, but I do yeah. use it for this whole material. Yeah. Um. Two over two hundred dollars to register it for a year. And they got it every year for one truck. Yeah. My uncle Nick had a, uh, a an excavation and trucking company, bro. Tens of thousands of dollars, and he was like a small company. But to have his six dump trucks and stuff, that's not including the trailers. Just the six dump trucks, dude. He was up there like ten grand. Yeah, I'm. I was like, how much money this state is just high? like dude, no receipts. I, I think about that shit like. How much money each state and the federal government is fucking making off its citizens? Like, first off, sale, just like income tax on every single person, you get a certain percentage of that. There's so much fucking money being pulled into the government, but then you think about all the fucking government employees, like all the government-funded things. Like, imagine how much of that shit is either unnecessary or you could have it, like, have um, so many of those businesses as actual businesses owned by private people and then have competition and where you wouldn't have to have it government funded. I just feel like I don't know how to do it. I'm not the person to figure it out, but I feel like the government could be so much smaller and then it could be a 
self self-funding business don't worry fucking government i'm doing this yeah, yeah. <laughs> i'm I just, on it i just know it's I'm possible it. i'm not going to be the one to do it but the government could be a self like make money instead of take money from people like the government could be a self-sustaining business like sure there can be some taxes it makes sense to have a state it makes safe it makes sense to have a state tax for some things a state tax but income tax that's not right you can't take money from us we're earning our own money do you want to know something very cool that i learned through this whole process it's the difference between income and wages and there's a huge difference mm. Dude, I was that's why i always you, say passive wages this is funny because just like i don't know two years ago or whatever i was learning more about taxes and getting into that shit so then we were out line dancing or whatever and i heard you talking about it and i was like all right i like this guy the way he thinks i'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna stay friends with him for nice. sure so i definitely w- wanted to ask you a few things about taxes but so <clears throat> First and foremost, to get down to the root of all evil, money is the root of all evil. Yes. Um, it was the it was nineteen twelve or thirteen, I believe. The U.S. Mint was unlawfully sold to private entities: mm-hmm. the Rockefellers, the Rothschilds, the Soros, and the guy the guy who owns the railroads. I always forget his name, but those four gentlemen back in that day, bought it for what would would have been trillions of dollars in today's money. Mm -hmm. And that was way back then. And the president at the time that signed off this paperwork for him thought he did a huge justice. As soon, like the day of that he sold it, he realized that he enslaved the entire country. He made a statement about it too. However, what they did was, the very first thing they did is they put an interest on the US dollar. Mm Mm-hmm. So you will never, the U.S. debt will never be out of debt because if I took a dollar out of my wallet and handed you that dollar, that's the only dollar, okay? Just say I freshly just made that dollar. It's the only one that exists. And I say, here you go. I'll lend this to you on interest. You're like, but this is the only one. Yeah. (laughs) What do you mean? So if if for every dollar that's printed, there's interest, that's what drives inflation. Mm-hmm. And that's why they're that's why they're giving all this money away. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, four, fourteen trillion dollars is going to Ukraine. We're like, I'm sorry, who signed off on that? Yeah, it doesn't. They don't want. They don't care. Get the money out of here because they have to print more. Yeah, inflation goes through the roof. Yeah. So the interesting part about it though is if you know that it's unlawfully sold, they're all about contracts. It's contract law. Yeah. It's not the law of the land. It's not the law of the land. And it's not a constitutional law like we were originally based on. And they imp- it's called maritime admiralty law that is imposed on us. And you un- unknowingly voluntarily comply at birth. Yeah. But the cool thing is if you know the difference, if you learn these little stipulations, you can then... Um, kind of revolt because they're unlawfully imposing that law. And here's the cool thing though, about the difference between (coughs) the difference, you're good. The difference between income and wages. And this is defined by Supreme court rulings back in 1912, 1913s, 1920s, 1930s even, but there's still a Supreme court ruling that hasn't been overturned. It's still good to this day. This is probably getting to you. (laughs) (coughs) yeah that smoke we'll cut that out i don't know just now it was getting me but i was good earlier 
we'll get. Uh, uh, I have a little bit of a sore throat since Miami. I, Ooh. I kissed the stripper, so I think I got a little sick. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, that's all worth it. One thing, I'll never use this pickup line. We'll get back to what I was saying here in a second. Yeah. This is a snippet that you're definitely going to cut <laughs> into this. I'll never use this. I heard this. I was in the service. The, these guys, they were interesting characters. We went out to a club in Ventura, and this guy said, I'd be a stud if I had you. And this girl was like, what? And I'm like, where is this going? He's like, I already got the STD. I was like, dude. <laughs> I was like, don't, don't ever say that again. <laughs> like, You'll pick up some dirty, dirty horse. Bro, <laughs> he started talking to this girl. I'm like, I don't know why she's still standing here. Yeah, you gotta unless be, she has something. That's a good pickup line to test if you don't, <laughs> don't want to fuck with them. You know what? You say that, that to them. dirty if, bastard. If they're still hanging around. <laughs> Reverse like, psychology. Yeah, yeah. 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 Good job. One in five people, they say, have an STD. Yeah. Woof. <laughs> but going back so yeah, wages income defined by supreme court yeah. income is profits and gains made due to corporate activity okay meaning if you put money in a stock market or a government-run machine they have a right to take a percentage that's literally like you giving me money and i'm like okay i'm gonna go invest this money mm -hmm. and it makes all this money for you i take a cut i'm doing the work mm -hmm. That's the, that's income yeah. wages is, is your personal property. It's an even exchange between two people. So every day you go to work yeah. and you come home with a paycheck, you worked for that person's money, how they get you. They unlawfully tell you that you have to fill out tax paperwork, right. which is a violation of the fifth amendment. You have the right to remain silent and not incriminate yourself. Yeah. So if they can criminally prosecute you due to that information, so once you, you automatically it, don't have to do it. Once you sign the paper, they have you, but if you don't sign it. Exactly. Yeah. But here's the other thing. And and even if you if they're like, you have to fill it out, I'm like, okay, cool. When you go through there and you say yearly income, well, how much money did you make on profits and gains due to corporate yeah. activity? It's a big old fat zero. And they look at you and they go, huh? You'd be like, yeah, don't worry, bud. I know the difference. Yeah, you ain't getting me because yeah. what happens is you voluntarily because they tell you you have to do it, but it's still voluntary because they didn't they didn't arrest you to, mm -hmm. to make you do it. They'll arrest you after if it's wrong. <laughs> but if when you put down because people are like, what's income? And they're like, well, it's everything you make in a year. Mm -hmm. No, see, because your own lack of knowledge, you messed up and gave them money. Yeah, You're dude. telling them that you made all that money through corporate activity and you didn't yeah those are your wages there's a difference and they got you yeah. every year you put that big number on there oh i made fifty seven thousand three hundred dollars this year they go thank you i'll take a percentage of that mm -hmm. but if you have oh i made a thousand dollars in my bank account you know of residual income yeah because my CDs still made me 0. 0.00001%. Yeah. And then they <laughs> take your penny. <laughs> they get like the common American in the system where you get your um, payroll and then you don't even see all the money that's being taken away because you get your direct deposit. You don't always look at your pay stub. And then yep. the end of the year, they'll give you back a couple thousand. You're like, all right, free money back. When in the background, they're really, really taking so much of your money that they don't actually deserve. I tell people all the time, who are like, well, if you don't pay into social security, like you won't have retirement. I said, I'm like, the reason that social security exists 
is because they wanted to dumb down a society so that you don't know how to manage money. Yeah. You literally are just like praying the government takes care of you. That way they can take care, care of you your whole life, dude. So if you don't manage your money and you don't put stuff away and you don't invest in something like a, a money-making machine that is passive wages, like a property yeah. that someone lives, like any t- so it, a business that you can step away from that still makes you residual income. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, residual wages. Th- this is... That is how you retire in a in a bulletproof fashion. Mm-hmm. Relying on social security, it's dumb. That's so people dumb, are like, dude. if if you don't pay in, you can't retire. Why don't you why don't you put that money away and invest? You literally it? could take the same amount of money and invest it differently if you just yep. used your keep brain. it out of a bank. Yeah. But start dude, like I said, if you can put with five thousand dollars make a deal like i did with a house yeah and, and right it, and now, it makes you like, then 300 dollars a month yeah it's a pretty good retirement started up putting money in the bank right now is losing money it's better to fucking invest it and even be paying interest on something than just having money right now yeah, yeah. well hang on a second and <laughs> down the rabbit hole five-year plan where are you at now where am i at? yeah so it's something i'm trying to figure out every day to be honest but okay kind of hey Maybe we can figure this out together. <laughs> Fucking right. No, it's it's like it's one of those things that all my life, like I kind of had some, I've kind of some kind of idea where I want to go, but I've always struggled to really find my place because, like, like I was saying, there's so many things that I'm kind of good at, but I just don't know exactly which thing I want to really. But lately, I've been feeling like it's like music or something, you know, with that, like. I feel like I'm a musician at heart. I just need to work on it to get better at it. But I think that's so that's the beauty that's of that like, financial freedom, like you're saying with construction. Yeah, though, make the money, invest it, take yeah. your time, and put it. So that's like that. that's the thing. Like my biggest my biggest goal in life would be just to be free, like financially free, so I can do whatever the fuck I want, like do music, do this, travel. Because like what makes I'm just trying to figure out like what makes me happy. What makes me happy. The most is literally being like dancing to music and just being in that like that world it's just like i feel like where i belong but as far as like the financial stuff i don't have a plan necessarily for that but yeah my goal would be to be financially free so that i don't have to worry about music making me money because i want to do music for fun because i love it not to make money right so right now i'm doing construction which makes me plenty of money for what i need but i don't i don't have a plan as far as like investing and long term so that's something i should think about more is because right now i'm young i have all the energy in the world i can literally if i just like i don't work that much i just work like every other week if i just like worked every week for like a couple months i could make so much money and just like invest in something so i should probably do that getting the the you write stuff down a lot, so it obviously shows that you're goal-oriented type yeah. person. Dude, Somewhat. honestly, brainstorming for even 10 minutes a day, when you when you find yourself like, I do this all the time, I'll break out my phone probably six, seven, eight times in a week and literally just start running numbers on different ideas that I have. I'm like, oh, okay, how could this make money? How could this do that? What do I need to do this? Yeah. What would this, t- how much would this money benefit me if I put it here and I start running numbers? But if you, like you said, like if, if you work two, two something months straight, yeah, 
dude, do the math real quick on how much money you could make, make a goal, see how close you can get to that. Guaranteed, dude, you could have a triplex in literally those two months, you'd have the down payment for it and, and boom. Yeah, I could easily have an extra five thousand and two if I work two months. Yeah, like every day I could have an extra five grand for a house easily. And the cool, the cool thing about that whole um, method I, I told you about with the uh, stipulation and the contract and stuff and signing it over, make sure that you have a legitimate and and new appraisal of the property so you know the exact value of it Mm -hmm. because you need to then call a bank and do some research on what would you give me for a reappraisal on this so i know i'll have enough for sure for the exactly so when you refinance how much percent are they going to give you yeah and then then you know exactly how much money you need to make in order to make that deal happen but the cool thing about it is you don't have to rely on the bank being like oh you got to work at a place for three years it's like, no, I'm not going to be that slave to the grind. Yeah, I have to find somebody who's willing to go through contract law with me and not the bank. All the bank is, is your safety vent. Mm-hmm. You're like, I'll be smart enough to make the contract and make the deal. And you're just going to give me the money because I outsmarted you Yeah, and your system. Yeah. Because if you do that, dude, here's the best part. A bank is like, they're looking at all of your assets, but all of your expenditures so a bank, if, if you have a new car and, and they're like, well, you don't have any property, you have a new car and you have this payment, you have that payment, they're not going to approve you for a loan. Mm-hmm. But it, but in the same situation in life, you're young, you want to invest, you want to make these moves. Because if you went into the same bank and were like, I want a student loan, they'll be like, here's $250,000. Yeah, so easily, bro. It's you know crazy, what I mean? bro. So if you literally just go like, okay, I don't need you. Watch this. Go to them people. Be like, hey here's the deal okay well now you go to the bank with the deed and you're like hey because now they want to they want that money they're like hey this is automatic money we just you know give this guy this this bit of money on this house we have the deed of the property as collateral so we have this property but they ain't doing any background checks on you has nothing to do with your wages that you're coming in with a year you can stack up if you were to really focus on this, however many weeks there are in a in a year, chop that down to a quarter of a year, yeah. you could buy a house that many weeks. Right. If you had 15 properties, imagine what you'd be making. Yeah, do that for however many. And however then all, many of a sudden, all of a sudden, all you have to do is make sure that you have enough money coming in to make the the bare minimum mortgage payments until you get the house rented out. And a lot of times that people just want out of properties, they already have tenants in them. Yeah, They might want more money because of, they're like, oh, well, this makes me this much, blah, 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 blah. Sure. Earning potential, the price of the property goes up. Still, write me, write me the deal. Yeah. I'll take it to the bank. This is how much they're going to reappraise it for. Bam. So when you did that the first time, did you just go make a deal with the private owner first, mm-hmm. make that deal with them? They agreed to it. And then you Do took that- all the legwork first. <coughs> <coughs> Find out how much the uh, appraisal is, the brand new appraisal of the property. Find out how much the bank will refinance. Yeah. Because the bank is only going to do about 75%. But if you only have to put down 25% of a home- Bro, yeah, that's doable in a year to yeah. make that kind of money to to put into a house. Then, yeah, 
Yeah, dude. Because if you if you really look for about for about a hundred and twenty five thousand dollars, you can find properties that are either duplex or triplex that aren't in mint shape, mm-hmm. but that you could rent right out for sure. Yeah, I've been, I, you have to look for the deal. You gotta you gotta do the legwork. That's all it takes to what um what type of deals did you buy yours on? Were they like auctions, foreclosures? Honest to God, dude, I I would drive around the the towns that I spent looking. Um, was Bloomsburg, Danville, um, Catawissa, and um, a couple other smaller towns, yeah. dude. Find homes that you think have potential they don't even have to be for sale this is how you find the deals go to these places that aren't for sale aren't nothing people come to the door hey do you, do you own this do you know who does how can i get a hold of the owner of this property hey what's your sale price interesting would you sell would you sell me this property i'm interested in it yeah. dude if if somebody is like doing what my old man did where they're doing all the maintenance themselves they're sick, people are skipping rent, you know, whatever else, and they just want out. Yeah. Bro, yeah, I'll sell it to you this much. Say they owe 25,000 left on a property that's worth 125 and they sell it to you for 90 just to get rid of it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, if you reef or if you get an appraisal on it and then it appraises for the 125 and they're selling it to you for 90, what's the what's the 75% tile? Well, now the bank will give you the 75,000 or the $80,000. You only need 10 grand and boom, done. Deal's signed. Amazing. Gone. So the lower the lower the you can get the customer down right. on that appraised value. You want to try So to, if you take yeah. if you're like, yeah. "Okay, I got to put this into it. I got to put this into it. I want to make this better. I want to do this with the property." And they're not necessarily losing money because if it, how many people these days have 50 grand in their pocket or in their bank right. account? Nobody. Everyone's living paycheck to paycheck. So if you give somebody the opportunity to put $50,000 in their pocket, they, a lot yeah. of people might take that deal. Right. So if you're like, okay, here, here's, here's the thing. You sign the property over to me. I give you this amount of money right now, which is because you already talked to the bank. You already send them the, uh, the property, the information, everything and be like, hey. If I refinance with you, what would you give me for this? Yeah. Here's the appraised value. What would you, well, if that's what it's worth and this, that, the other thing, we'll give you this much. Okay, cool. Then you go make the deal with them. Okay, the bank's going to give me $75,000. I'm going to buy it for eighty five. Mm-hmm. It's worth one one twenty five, but I'm going to tell them he needs a new roof. That's ten dollars to $15,000. Needs new plumbing, new electrical, whatever it may be. You can talk somebody down in that price. But now, say you talk them down to where you only have to get $5,000 out of your pocket. Amazing. And you just picked up a whole house. Yeah, dude. I'm going to be thinking about that shit. Yeah. All you have to do, bro, go to an attorney, write up a contract <clears throat> with a, you know, the deed and stuff that's a, that states, mm-hmm. I give you this much money. You get, You literally sign the deed over to me. But if I don't give you this amount of money in this much time lawfully by this agreement that's signed by both of us and notarized yeah. i have to then give it back so you just it's a forfeit you sign in front of a notar that agreement that yes. legal agreement and then boom good to go because you're bound by it by law so yeah. if you're like if i don't get you 
the rest of this money in 30 some days, what 60 days, however much it may be. This house is yours again. Automatically, I have to forfeit it to yeah. you. And a, a huge stipulation, that especially if you know it's going to, like you already talked to the bank, everything's everything's good to go. You can tell them if it doesn't happen, I give it back to you and you keep the, the money that I, yeah. that I gave you. Yeah. Then people are like, oh, well, I mean, it's kind of a win-win for me. For sure. I have this signed piece of paper that's notarized that says this is the deal. Yeah. If he reneges on it, he has to then to pay me. And then same thing, dude. You go to sign that check and stuff, you, you make sure that that payment is receipted and they mm -hmm. sign the receipt. They had the money. This, that, the other thing. Boom, done. Yeah, smart. Properties without having to go to a bank and be like, what will you give me? Yeah. So- how long have you had your first like one? Four years. Four years. Nice. Any bit. How long is your mortgage? Like 30? Yeah. They're uh, the ones. <coughs> it's the, the one right now. I think I have 25 left on it because I'm not paying anything off like sooner. Mm -hmm. I have everything dialed out perfectly where it makes me that $1,000. And dude, like I said, duplex or triplex, triplex if you can. Yeah. If you can get a triplex, which is three apartments under one roof, do you have one of them? Four, fourplex. I have a tri and a and a do a duplex. Yeah. Um, so those five, I, I make a thousand. But the thing is, is like your mortgage, your mortgage is always going to be predominantly what's taken out of that money that you're going to make. Yeah, and you have to be able to pay it off. Here's the thing, and a guy, a crazy story. I was still in the air force auxiliary when this happened i was only 17 years old at the time and um no no I, I i just lied about that i was in the service i was in the navy when this happened and this guy the reason i thought it was civil air patrol was because this guy at this airport on an air force base they had an air force auxiliary squadron run out of that place. And I seen the pictures of it and I was like, Oh, I used to be in the air force auxiliary. And I got to talking to this guy cause he was like a part of it. Mm -hmm. Middle of nowhere in Colorado, this airport, one little terminal hangar on a military base. And I'm, uh, we're just waiting on a, on a flight to come in to pick us up, to take us back to Magoo, yeah. uh, the Naval air station in California. And I'm shooting the shit with this guy. And I'm like, what are they paying you to be in this little terminal to sit behind a desk, read newspapers and whatever other magazines you got? Like, what? I'm like, if you don't mind me asking, like, what are you doing? And he's like, dude, I retired young. He's like, I do this because I like planes and I don't know. Do it. Yeah. And, and he, and, and he goes, he literally told me, he goes, if you don't mind, he goes, I'll tell you how to do it. He goes, because you got time on your hands. This flight ain't coming for another hour and a half. I'm like, dude, I pulled up a chair. I'm on the other side of this Amazing. thing. This is what this guy told me. He goes, he said that exact thing. He goes, people mess up when they buy single family homes mm -hmm. and try to rent it because the second that a person moves out, it happens all the time. People's lives transition. People want to buy a home and not rent. Mm -hmm. That happens all the time. He goes, as soon as that person leaves and you have a single family residence, he goes, you you lose a hundred percent of your residual wages that are coming in. He goes, so you, what you do want? He goes, I he goes, I personally got rid of everything else that wasn't a triplex or a quadplex or greater, because if one person moves out, if a quadplex, he goes, you only lose twenty five percent. Yeah. 
He goes, so one's still paying for the mortgage, one's still paying for the um, expenditures, and one is still bringing you in money. So if you have a do if you have a duplex, one's paying the mortgage, one's paying expenditures, and then you'll have a little bit of money that'll trickle overflow, yeah. which is still good because you have mortgage being paid for expenditures. And if one goes down, you just got to make up the expenditures. This will pay for the mortgage. If both go down, then you have to pony up. But if you go duplex or triplex is like where it's at. Smart. Triplex or greater. A little harder to come by, but not impossible. Crazy. And so simple. Oh, dude, it's it's one of the coolest things ever to be like, how do more how do not how do more yeah, people not do money this? is such a weird thing, bro. It's like it's so simple. It's not easy, but it's like simple. If you break it down just like you did, yeah. It's so simple. And anybody can do it if they just take the time to learn and put a little bit of their own thought like take some time to think for themselves a little bit Mm -hmm. and learn a skill dude it's crazy how much you can just do real quick yeah there's stuff i'm not like a seltzer guy yeah but this sparkling grape rush i feel like i'm cheating at communion at church (laughs) this this shit is so good it's like the only energy drink i drink and this flavor specifically it tastes so good it's not obviously it's an energy drink so it's not that good for you but out of all the ones that are out there this one like yeah. when I drink it, I don't feel bad. So this is I, awesome. If I, it has cleaner ingredients than a bunch of them, and if I drink it, it doesn't make me feel bad. It gives me energy. So if I need one, I usually have this one. That's awesome. I try not to do it too much, but but going back to like we were talking about, like you said, all of that comes from being attentive, gathering intel for yeah. yourself. But then it's it's the <laughs> this is going to sound sexual. It's the put out. Yeah. Like it's simple to do it, but you still have to put in the work. Yes. It's not easy. It's simple. Like, like I said about going back in the journal and the yeah. diary and just being like, oh, I'm doing the same thing I was doing then. I have all the knowledge yeah. to do it. Yeah. I got to pull the trigger. Dude, that's, what I, that's where I'm at. Like recently, the opportunities are there. It's just up to me to fucking, because like the way like I set my life up trying to the opportunities are now there everything's in place it's just up to me to make the moves you have such a great foundation dude and and moving forward from here like you said like your your five-year goal yeah if you don't have one which a lot of people don't dude a lot of people don't have a yearly goal yeah if you go and ask somebody what do you what's your actual end goal for this year well i want to have fun it's like dude yeah okay so you want to have fun are you planning a trip are you are you doing work? Yeah. Are you building foreign relations? What's fun? What are you talking about? Well, I don't know. I didn't think about it, bro. Every single year, prioritize. Make yourself diligent in that in that aspect. You want to do what you want to work out for a year, dude. Look at you now. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Look at where you were, where you are. You want to do music? Same thing, dude. Yeah. You want to make money? Study money. Five, dude. Five year plan start start brainstorming and be like okay i want to be this good of a singer in two years i want to have my first property rental property in three and by five i want to be at a place where i take this and i duplicate if this works out good i want to duplicate this plan and move on here so Mm -hmm. so i'm going to start with right now building finances and working on singing until i get to this point then I'm I'm good on the singing part, or I'm like way better. I can start building from there, mm-hmm. 
and then I'm switching and and taking all this money that I took, and now we're gonna work on stage three. Phase three is buy property. See how that works out for me. Still working on singing, still working on buying a property, still working on singing, but buying another property. And then between here and here, between year three and five, your financial freedom just went up. So you can spend more time singing and doing whatever else you want. Crazy. And snowball effect, dude. Yeah. You really sit back. I yeah, do if you this. Just, I know all this and I've like done it and I'm like, why haven't I snowballed this? It's crazy, dude. If you just take plan it and take a little bit of because for me I'm a very impatient. I like everything now. Yeah. Just how today's generation is. But if you just take a little time, plan it and have patience you won't have it now but you'll have it if you do it consistently yeah dude amazing sound mind is is probably what i think this entire conversation kind of is wrapped around having a sound mind yeah yeah dude it's like i think it all comes down to like for me where it all started for me was when i was forced to think for myself like your whole life, you just go about, you do what your parents tell you, then you go to school, you do what they tell you in school, then you get a job, you listen to your boss. Right. Most people grow up never even thinking for themselves. They just kind of go through the system and live life the way they're. That's one of the biggest reasons I got out of the military is because, so initially I was going to just transition into special warfare, which was my initial plan. Um but my ASVAB scores weren't high enough at the time for me to be competing with the other guys that were in that because it's right after um, they killed um, Saddam Hussein mm. and everybody wanted to be a Navy SEAL. Really? So that they only have so many contracts a year. Yeah. I think it's like 1,500 a year, maybe mm. not even that many. But um, imagine the entire nation is fighting for you know 1,500 slots. It's, yeah. it's very competitive. And I didn't have it, but I was like, okay, I'll sign this contract. I needed to, my life was like not unraveling, but I knew where I wanted to go. And I'm like, I have to take a different route, but I'm going to start going down this road. Yeah. So I I went in fleet Navy. I did uh, combat engineer CB in the Navy. So I did construction while I was in contingency construction. And I'm like, I'll shine in this field because I've done construction my whole life. I'll make myself look good. And so when I go to cross rate, to special warfare, I'll be good to go. Dude, when I was in the on the fleet side, that's the one thing that I just couldn't stand anymore. And I'm like, I just need to get out of the services because, it, dude, everything is handed to you on a platter. Yeah. And not to talk shit on anyone, but there are so many people who you're like, how did you tie your shoes this morning? Because, dude, they tell you what, you think about it, they tell you when to get up. They tell you what you're going to wear. You they can, tell you where to, you're going to be, what you're going to learn. If you don't learn it, they just kind of pass you anyway to make themselves look good on paper. Yeah. So you'd be freaking retarded as long as you get up and get dressed the way they tell you to and show up where they tell you to, you're like good to go. So the system's good at building robots, building good soldiers, but not independent thinkers. Basically. Exactly. Yeah. I couldn't stand it. So then once you get out, you're kind of screwed because you don't have that guidance and that step-by-step. Unless you get into an industry that is one of those like rudimentary, like yeah. you're going to get up, you're going to be here, you're going to do this, you're going to... But see, as long as you show up, that's where people love service members and they're like, oh, we're all about hiring the service guys because they know how to show up one time. Well, that's all they have to do in the service. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Is there a dress code? Cool. I follow the dress code and I show up. Yeah. Now what? <laughs> like, yeah. But it was so, 
I noticed that people stayed in the military because they were scared to get out in the civilian right. side and have to think for themselves. Like you just yeah. said, I had, I had to, I'm like, I, I don't care. I'll go. I'll, if I, re- that's what I was planning on doing. But when I came back here to uh, Pennsylvania, so I did that year of construction out there. I was like, I, I can make a killing doing this, yeah. but I don't want to do this for the rest of my life. I don't want to do this for 30 years to try and make a retirement. Yeah. I was like, so, uh, so get out now while I'm ahead. My company that I was with at the time went through layoffs because their admin was horrible. They went through layoffs, laid me off, and I was like, perfect. I had other people who were like, come work for us. And I'm like, I'm going to go home. Yeah. I'm going to I'm gonna break everything down. I'm going to get back into a workout routine, and I'm going to go spec warfare. Like, that's the next road I'm taking. I already made up my mind. Moved back here to help my dad move and stuff. And then covid happened and it shut all them plans down but that's where the whole like i was like breaking the mold i was like i did i gotta do what i want to do and it had to be growth so how long were you in the military five years active duty five years and um so you just got out like 2018 okay it's not or no i'm sorry it was it was the beginning of uh beginning of 17 and then where you have you been doing your own constructions thing since then no after i got out i worked for that alpha construction out of los angeles oh, okay i was the assistant superintendent there um so you moved to california right after you got out yeah well i was there i was stationed there. in california i came back on a bit of a break um between my terminal leave and my contract with the military ended, and then i went out and just started right up there yeah so i did that for a year um I tried something in Southern California with a security company because I thought um, I thought it was going to be cool and I was going to be a part, not necessarily a part owner, but the guy wanted my military background, my professionalism, and I wanted to grow. And he he told me he wanted to grow his company, yeah. and I was like, "I'm your guy. I'll go award contracts." And get contracts for you for these other, you know, established facilities. MagnaFlow, mm-hmm. the people that make the exhaust, the spe- um, they're like custom exhaust. Um, he had a contract with them, huge contract, dude. You, you have a guy sit at a gate and and regulate traffic and trucks coming in and out. That's it. And he made boatloads, boatloads. I'm like, dude, if I award you these contracts on these other big facilities and stuff here to manage their warehouses and stuff and, and be the security for them, I just want a percentage of each contract I award your company. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then that, that never came to fruition. I was just a, a glorified gate guard. And I'm like, that's not going to work out. Yeah. So then I came back home. Um, COVID happened. So during that time, I was doing construction for a couple other guys uh, worked for my uncle Nick and his excavation company there for a bit. Yeah. I was just floating because all I was doing was helping my dad move, keeping my head above water, paying a little bit of bills that I had. I had got those apartments and stuff when I'd come back on that terminal leave mm-hmm. from the the service. And, um, and then, so I had that money coming in. I was like I said, just kind of like floating through working out, spending all my time getting my, if you want to, if you want to get in some incredible shape, dude, I'll send you the, the they're called PST, physical standard test, workups and workouts. Yeah, I did. 
Dude. I'd love to see where I'm where I'm at, like could test myself. Absolutely. You'll have to find a, a pool or something. Yeah. Uh, if you if you aren't good at swimming, I'll I'll make it your new favorite exercise. Yeah. I'll I'll literally come down here and teach I like you. swimming. I'm not like super good at it, but I like always like swimming. I will dude, I I love it. Yeah. And it is it's like the best workout for you. Yeah. Honest yeah, to God. It is. It puts every single part of your body in through. You're pulling yourself through water using your legs and your arms. Absolutely. For propulsion. It's mm-hmm. it's sick. But everything else but like the swim times and stuff like that, if you put yourself on a good pace like that, dude, it, honestly, what I found out is you won't be the most jacked guy, but you will be for your build the strongest you'll ever be. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It is really. That nifty. makes sense because it's. Yeah. It's not like there's th- certain ways you can get bigger and not stronger or stronger and not bigger. Depends how you look. Yes. And that would be one of those where it's like using strength, but it's not necessarily building. That formula, it basically takes a, out the key components of an individual. So they're not like in a weight room, like how much can you bench? Yeah. They're not how fast can you sprint? It's like the perfect combination of different body exercises. So you do sit-ups push-ups um a mile and a half run and um push-ups sit-ups pull-ups push-ups sit-ups pull-ups and a mile and a half run and the in the beginning of this you start with a 500 meter swim that's the total pst test if you negate the swim but here's the thing this is what makes it very difficult to put up uh, very good numbers but it, like i said it'll test your strength you start with the 500 meter swim you have a 10 minute break you go straight into push-ups just as many as you can or a certain amount of time two minutes two minutes as so many in, as you can in, in two in minutes two minutes however many you can do in two minutes yeah. After and the then between this break. yep 10 minute break between the 500 meter swim yeah. and the push-ups you have two minutes to do it you have a two minute break yeah then you have two minutes to do as many sit-ups okay. as you can two minute break then you have two minutes to do as many pull-ups as you can, a 10-minute break, <coughs> and then you do the mile-and-a-half run. Dude, that sounds fucking fun. I got to try So, that. yeah. So when you, get, when you get done with the swim, trying to put a good time in, these guys are – I don't know how true it is. I know a lot of guys are good at swimming. Yeah. Better than me. But from what I saw on these PST scores that people were doing nationwide – the the goal is to have 20 minutes combined time with your swim and your run okay how much how much is uh for what 400 meters? Do 500 meters how is, much how much is a regular pull like a one one lap it's down and back 10 times okay on a regular size on a regular pool. size pool, like swim yeah. pool like that's uh standard for your like even your high school races yeah. and stuff like that um was that 50 meters yeah so 50 meter pool okay, so down and back 10 times for a mile and a half that would be like a mile and a half 10 minute pace doesn't sound like much until you do a 500 meter swim yeah, a couple minutes later exactly. try running <laughs> so yeah i could definitely get a mile and a half under 10 but minutes, there were so. there were people i'm looking at this list and the the top tier guys are like between their their swims and their run times coming in at like 13 just over 13 minutes mm-hmm. i'm like how are you doing a swim in seven and running a mile and a half in under seven yeah after doing all this i'm like there's 
I'm not the fastest guy. I'm not the strongest guy. Yeah. I'm like, but I got to see this. <laughs> so like, I, I love it. I love a good challenge just to same, test myself, see where same. I'm at. So I'm super curious because it's been a while since I've done something like that. I did one of the coolest things I ever did was run a half marathon. Okay. That was a couple years back, but I didn't really train for it much. The longest I ever ran before that was probably seven miles ish, half marathon 13. The coolest thing about the workups, though, like I'm talking about, is so the PSTs you have to take one a month. Mm -hmm. So it'd be 12 a year. But then the rest of your workouts for the other three weeks are nothing but like bodybuilding and some weightlifting exercises to make you better in all of those strength fields yeah. to make your runtime better. You're going out every, there and you're doing every sprints month you're and trying else. to get a little bit better. Exactly. And, and to be honest, I mean, when you're talking about being in the best physical performance shape that you can be in, yeah, that's for sure. A hundred percent the way to go. I wasn't the biggest guy, but I've always been like strong, dude. I can't tell you how good I felt in yeah. 2019 into 20 when I was doing like that workout schedule. Yeah. And cause I was, I was doing it before, um, when I was, 18 years old to prep, you know, cause I was trying to get into spec warfare back in that day, but I really just got into my growth spurts and stuff where I was actually starting to put on muscle and, you know, be, be able to grow in that realm. And I was really new at the whole working out thing. Yeah. So especially swimming, like I had to teach myself all that. So waiting all those years, working out all those years, gaining all that knowledge and then doing it when I was like 26, mm -hmm. dude, I I felt invincible. Yeah, I always feel I definitely feel the best when I'm you know, like you can work out and get big, but there's a difference between that and being in good shape like running. So I always try to do some like there's hills at my gym, hill sprints. Oh nice. I do the stairmaster like 20 minutes climbing stairs, hard stairs cuz that's yeah. real good. And then I go for walk, things like that. And also run sometimes, like just go on long runs. But I always feel better if I'm doing more of that kind of stuff. Rather moving than your, being able moving, to move moving your body, your body yeah. at different paces, pushing cool. yourself, yeah, making yourself breathe and sweat. Do that a little bit each day. It makes it just it's good for your mental health. Like you said, you just feel better because when you're moving about your day, you just feel more limber and more energy. That's another thing too about eating healthy that's incredible for you and having that type of a, a schedule is like you just said, the inflammation that you don't realize Dude, you put on your body through eating that crazy. shit. Because I never ate like now that's one of the things that's hardest for me is staying consistent eating healthy because like when i do i feel good but like right now like the last couple of days i ordered uber eats and had some junk food so like the inflammation you feel it so, so much more because i eat so healthy all the other times and yes. then when i do eat junk food it's just like people you feel don't like get that. I, like right now i'm struggling to breathe sometimes during this podcast yeah really just because of what i eat yesterday and today right but like when i eat good food like yeah the inflammation one thing my one knee is bad from like sports injuries okay that's one thing like i get inflammation in there and then it pops and cracks but just like my face puffs up a little bit it's crazy dude how much you notice it when you eat healthy all the time and then you put certain things in your body you feel what they actually do to you my knees used to crack all the time yeah. until 
just randomly, like I said, when I seen that article of like 20 some different, not just foods, but like 20 different carriers yeah. of foods were banned in other countries. When I went down that rabbit hole, like probably, probably just about two years ago, I came across that and started diving into this and like changing up what I was intaking and stuff. But predominantly, dude, the littlest things, like I'm not even a freak about it. It's yeah. just like, yeah, I, just, I, I learned it's more about what you don't eat, literally. Right. If and just avoid out, certain things. Yeah, literally. And each person's different too. So like, you just got to learn what, how your body reacts to everything. Right. But, but my knees, like you just said, my knees would crack. Yeah. Uh, dude, it sounded like I was breaking sticks when I'd walk up steps sometimes. Yeah. And just over the course of the two years of me cutting back, uh, I, you, th- you think that it's not going to hurt you buy a box of pop tarts and you eat them yeah. throughout the course of like a week. And you're like, ah, yeah. bro, you see what's in pop tarts. Yeah. You look into that. Look at it. See if you'll ever eat it again. If you just look at what's made in those things and what you're intaking, because you it's like it paint. takes. I I heard I saw this thing, and I'll never forget it. Now that I've seen it, like I said, when I went down this rabbit hole, this lady, this um, I I see another video of her. I'm gonna send it to you because she has so much good stuff on n- nutrition. Yeah. But she's like, if you eat cleanly and just like straight clean food she goes for your body to completely get rid of all of the junk in your blood uh, that your body's built up in fats she goes it takes two years she goes and you wouldn't believe how easy it is by that one cheat meal a week how much longer it prolongs that process she goes so two years without one cheat meal eating clean completely clean for your body to get back to a like a, basically a 100% non-inflammatory non-toxic state damn 2 years not no cheat meal she goes you take that cheat meal you eat that one box of pop tarts you go and you know have that one happy meal every week and reward yourself with these vegetable oils and seed oils yeah. she's like you take that two years, she goes, you can make it 10, you can make it Crazy. 12, you can make it 15. Yeah. And I was just like, that blew me away. I was like, whoa. That's one thing I got to get better at is because like I get on runs where I eat good for like a month and you feel amazing. But then I'm just like, for you me. You feel so good. You're like, I'm good. I'm yeah. Good. <laughs> it's just, I don't know. For me, food, has, it's always been a problem. Down. I just love indulging food. It's like my biggest addiction, honestly. I just love indulging in a bunch. And it's not just a little bit. Like if I go in, I just like, oh, like I, just, I always I'm tell like, people I'm a 450 pound sumo wrestler hiding yeah, in this body. Literally, bro. I could be, <laughs> I could be fat so fast, so easily. I think from all the years. So the Air Force Auxiliary, it's a, it's an extended branch of the Air Force and they're most known for their search and rescue teams. And you can join that at 12 years old and great program if you ever have kids and you want to make spartan babies but not, like not have the military indoctrination to its fullest yeah. extent where you're not bound to a contract bro throw them in that they'll go through boot camps they'll go through leadership schools yeah. they'll go through you can put them through all the different i went through so many uh it's called hawk mountain ranger school at hawk mountain itself and that's a search and rescue training school outdoor survival that bolstered all that stuff. Like I've always been like an avid hunter since I was really young and stuff, but dude, you want to talk about survival skills from like that age on, but going through all of that and, and knowing all that information from that young age, I started in this like military mindset from the time I was like 12 years old Mm -hmm. and coming up through that. And dude, I can't tell you how much that 
that benefited me throughout the course of, of my years and stuff. And I'll tell you what, dude, all the stuff that I've learned with this eating eating healthy and stuff, I'm like, I almost just want to go live in the woods. Dude, that I think that would be fun. Like I it's it's like in another lifetime I would love to do that. Just like get away from everything. Off the grid. I could, literally, I could be happy with just me. Your Spartan uh, baby. And a, and a fucking yeah, just me and a, <laughs> a little family, a fucking cabin in the woods. You grow up like my one of my biggest dreams talking about long term goals is to have once I am rich and financially financially free is to have a farm like in Texas or somewhere okay. where I have like all my own shit. Like I hire somebody to run it for me, but I literally grow all the meat I want to eat, Ooh, I like all that. the fruits, like uh, whatever fruit I can there, all the, basically whatever I consume, I want to like self-sustained sitting farm. Basically this is want to be able to, how cool would it be? Go down there. You have a gun range, you have a fucking gym, yeah, a nice house. Like I build a nice pool barn house. You got all the fucking meat you need. You got all the, get a lake i don't know just all that kind of shit would be fucking dope i think our podcast just ended it said battery something yeah wait was it oh the camera yeah yeah it did end all right well it's been like two hours anyways bro that is nuts i was just thinking about that let me put another battery in so i can end it yeah for sure yeah for sure yeah, that was, um, we're not even out of stuff to talk about left in this year, so. Dude, absolutely. I never went this, it's been like two hours, I never went that long before. No, I know how long the battery what were we talking about <laughs> you were basically explaining how you want to make oh yeah yeah the farm Texas. i want to have a self-sustaining farm I'm, you do you do know that you have to be kind of careful this is where i'm trying to make america as free as it should be is because that's exactly what those guys at like waco texas were doing you ever hear that story no so they made their own community and they had like this walled community and all these families and stuff, it was self-sustainable. They had their own school. They had their own gyms. They had their own farms. They had their own animal, their own livestock and everything like that. Yeah. And um, the federal government and the UN closed in on these guys, surrounded them with tanks. And like, we're basically telling them like, you have to disperse and disband. And they're like, why? Yeah. We own all this. And they're like, well, I won't go that far. I'll just keep. No, it. I'll make America free again, and then you do it. Yeah, 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 yeah. You do that. But that's interesting. I didn't hear about that. Yeah, dude, look up Waco. It's it's pretty crazy. But they'll, no, they'll try to make it sound like it was like this weird yeah. cult. But I just think it'd be the coolest thing to be able to know exactly where all my food comes from. You know, that's such a. It seems so simple. Yeah, and if I have money, I literally can just buy a farm, buy the animals. That's very true. Not a big deal. Build whatever I want on it. I'd love to have a farm in Texas place in florida place in california and a farm here in lancaster and then fruit trees in florida cows in texas whatever i like where your head's at yeah I those just, are really good well there you go there's your five-year plan yeah that's more, probably more, more like a little longer 50. than five but i do yeah. have 
I do have goals like that. Yeah, that's I just, awesome. The sh- the little bit in between stuff I need to figure out. A all bit. being of a sound mind. That's yeah, all it takes, man. Yeah, and the the main thing is, I've learned is all I can do is try to be the best version of me that I can be. Work Absolutely. on my inner self. Work on me. And then the better I am, the easier, the more I can do. If I don't work on myself, I don't want to get like somewhere in life and then realize I'm not happy because I didn't do the work on my inner self. Yeah. That's the most important thing. And then external stuff. That's comes. inspirational. And I think a lot of people need to hear that. Yeah. Because it's not impossible to do. Yeah. The only person that really knows you or that can really know you is most people don't know themselves, but the only person that can really get to know yourself is you. But you got to spend time with yourself, yeah. writing, being in nature, off your phone, spend time with yourself, get to know yourself so you know exactly what you want to do, what you're trying to accomplish in life. So that's what I've been trying to do. That's a, that's such a great place to be. Yeah, man. What a great talk. Dude, it's what been a, awesome. Is, thank it's you been, so much for having me great on to have you. the show and stuff, man. Yeah. Cool yeah, stuff. we got to do it again sometime. That was a good talk. Definitely. Longest podcast I've done yet. Still could, <laughs> so down. We Sorry could talk you have for, to go over all this <laughs> two hours of footage. We could talk later. for another two hours. <laughs> I, I probably won't cut anything out. I'll just, I usually watch it through once, make sure there's nothing I want to cut out, make sure everything flows smoothly. And then, right. just, so yeah, That's I just awesome. have to connect like the ending and I just, I have to process the audio, put all that together. And then Sweet a deal. two-hour video takes a long time to upload on YouTube. Let's go have some fun somewhere. Yeah, bro. Oh, I gotta like do the start of the pod too, because we just oh, kind of. By the way, yeah, we just went into. I didn't like go even right introduce you or anything. So. There we go. Yeah, it's kind of true. I'll probably just like cut this part and put it in the front. But sounds good. Anyway, sounds good. What's up, guys? Back today with another podcast episode. Today I have my good friend Jay. This is DJ Amos. <laughs> Jay, Jay Goodtime, as they call him. Good to have you, brother. Good to have you. Thank so, you for having me. Um, So I know you through Garrett, right? Yes. Like we a couple met years ago. We met HMAC. We had a show. I was DJing. You were opening for Garrett. Garrett was playing. A couple of our other friends were playing. Yes. So that's how I met you. I literally just thought about that today, too, yeah. when I was like, because I'm going back through and I'm like, how did we actually meet? And I remember that you were DJs in that, DJing that yeah. show. That was really cool. I met, I met all you guys. Yeah at that exact point that was and then cool. since then you've kind of been around in our friend group here and there yeah line dancing uh, and i'm great grateful to have built this friendship yeah. with you and now like i said you're, point. you're a cool guy to know you we have a lot of similar like we found out we have a lot of similar interests and in yeah construction and can definitely relate stuff. on a lot of levels i love sure. yeah i love finding people like you won't always like you won't always find people. I don't really care about finding people that I agree with. I don't know, like on all platforms. On all platforms, like everyone's going to be different, but we can relate on a certain level of like, you know, you want to you want to be the best version of yourself. I want to yes. be that type of thing. If I can find people who are trying to be better people, yeah, that's just like it's so it's all common ground. At yeah, that point. then that's people that I can fuck with. So yeah, <laughs> no man, it's been Love great. That. Uh, yeah, we got to find somewhere, go out tonight and have a good time. So For sure. Yeah, bro. It's been cool, man. We're just going to shake we're just first fucking shake. and then we'll pound it. <laughs> <laughs> you got it. All right. Anyway, about that like-minded stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Some common ground. Not too much. Fuck yeah, bro. Oh, good stuff. Two hours and four minutes.